Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. What is going on, Laker fans? Thank you very much for tuning in. Lakers talk tonight till 8 o'clock. Always uh, excited to talk Lakers basketball tonight. uh, A little bit different, right? A little bit unique. Lakers don't get Kyrie Irving. He ends up with the Dallas Mavericks. So um, a lot to get into. I'm going to throw out the phone number. You guys uh, feel free to call in at any point, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-ESPN. I got a lot that I want to specifically talk about I'll talk about the position that the Lakers were in with Kyrie and that didn't happen could could Palenka have done anything different Um, what was kind of lost over the weekend the Lakers Pelicans game because the 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 trade went down on Sunday I I think we're forgetting to ask some real questions about this Lakers team and this roster Um, can this team make the playoffs as is uh, does Palenka have time to go out there and try to get another move or try to make another move that makes sense for the Lake Show? And, and I'm curious, I'll bring this up in a little bit as well, is Russ able to just turn the page and move on if he's still a part of this Lakers team Thursday at noon? Uh, Michael Wilbon got a chance to sit down with LeBron. A lot of good quotes came from that, so I'll spend some time on that. And then Jovan Buha of The Athletic uh, will join us actually pretty soon here in about uh, – he'll join us around 7.15 or so. Okay, um, so l- let's start off with this. Lakers didn't get Kyrie, and, and to be honest with you, you know, all the details that eventually came out, I-, I think it's safe to say, right? I don't think this is a surprise or a shock. Um, I don't think the Brooklyn Nets wanted to deal LeBron – or they didn't want to deal Kyrie Irving to – uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. Just simple as that. If Kyrie wanted to come to the Lakers, then I'm sure the Brooklyn Nets are saying to themselves, cool, that sounds good. Let's go ahead and not send him to the Los Angeles Lakers. So for all those, and I feel like yesterday was more of this, but today the dust is starting to settle. For all those that are upset at Rob Palenka, I got to be honest with you. I, I don't know what you're upset about. I, I don't know what you wanted Rob Palenka to do, but I said this this morning with uh, with Trav. It takes two to tango. And I actually really understand where Joe Sy and the Brooklyn Nets are coming from saying, cool, you want to go there? Sounds good. We're not going to send you there. And the deal that the Brooklyn Nets got back, granted, I, I don't think you know they're going to make any noise in the playoffs. KD is one of the best in the NBA. But there are four teams that um, – there, there's kind of a, a tiers in the Eastern Conference. I put Boston and Milwaukee in that upper tier. And then below that, I used to put Philly and Brooklyn. I think that changes. I, I don't know if Brooklyn is going to be a top four tier. Why would I expect them to be? I think we're going to see, okay, how does it look? Dinwiddie, all this stuff. They're doing the best they can to accommodate to Kevin Durant. So KD is not saying, I'm going to go ahead and would like to leave by Thursday as well. Maybe KD will request a, another trade in the offseason, but... As much as Brooklyn's a mess, they're not looking for Russell Westbrook to come in. They're not looking for a 2027 and 2029 pick because that is so incredibly irrelevant to Kevin Durant. If it was a complete rebuild and and they were just trying to 
um, get money off the books and acquire draft picks, maybe that'd be more of interest. But where the Lakers are sitting today and where Brooklyn is trying to sit, I don't think you could look at Rob Palenka and say, ah, this is all Rob Palenka's fault. Absolutely not. Palenka wasn't shortchanging the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets didn't want to make a deal um, to, to get to, to bring Kyrie Irving to the Los Angeles Lakers. So let's see what happens from here. I, I think, you know, the, the bigger picture now is – what does Palenka do now? Because if you look at this roster, and I'm calling, I'm kind of falling into a trap in this, and I'm going to play a quote from LeBron James in just uh, just a minute or so. But the the trap that I'm falling into is, I thought all season long we just got to get this team healthy. I thought all season long this was, hey, listen, when AD's here, this is what's going to happen. And then I started selling myself on this team without Anthony Davis playing 500 basketball. So I continued to sell myself on this is an okay squad. They can make some. They can make some. Uh, they can make some headway once Anthony Davis comes back. And they went out a couple weeks ago, got Rui Hachimura, and they added that six foot eight wing player that was going to be so key to this franchise and this team moving forward. Maybe you can make a deal with him in the offseason. Rui could stay around for a couple of years. I thought that, you know, you could call it two weeks ago. I thought this team, I thought the roster was good enough to compete, not for a championship, just get in the dance. Make it to the NBA playoffs and then see what happens from there. I want to play something because I mentioned that, um, I mentioned that, uh, Michael Wilbon sat down with LeBron James. And there's a specific quote in there that Bron is talking about he thinks the Lakers can make a run this season if healthy with the team they have now. Take a listen to this. I don't want to say the only thing. Obviously, there are factors in right, right. this competition. But you feel if you guys are healthy, as is, yeah. you can make a run. I believe so. I believe so. Um, health has been... Since we won the championship in 2020, health has been on the wrong side of our of our of our franchise. Yeah. And um, I believe, and I'm looking at the landscape of the league. We got some great teams, some great players. Guys are coming out and uh, being uh, amazing this year. And um, but I also feel confident in our ball club and our personnel that if we can be healthy and get enough games under us, where we get some momentum and we get some chemistry. And we know, okay, this every single night we have this starting lineup, we have this rotation, we got guys that's filling in. And we know there's going to be nicks and bruises, guys going to be games off here, games off there. We understand that. But for the majority, if we can be healthy going down the later stretch of the season, we give ourselves a good chance. So there's never been a time that I think I was sold on the Lakers not having really – they don't have the ability to make noise – if they were healthy, then no, no, no. They can make some noise. I mean, we saw two and a half seasons ago, LeBron and Anthony Davis, we saw what they were able to do. But when I hear that quote today, it rings different to me than I think it did just a couple weeks ago. And let me give you some of my reasoning why. By the way, Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN is presented by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Thank you so much for their partnership. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Don't procrastinate on your car. Go get the service done, especially when you have Valvoline. Um, This is why things have changed for me in the last couple of weeks. The Lakers are 14-16 and with Anthony Davis on the basketball floor. 
They're 11 and 13 without him on the basketball floor this season. So two games under uh, 500 with him, two games under 500 without him. Now, I'm not trying to make a claim here that AD doesn't have impact. That's not the point that I'm trying to make. But I thought this was a playoff team. Once they traded for Rui and AD came back, in my eyes, it was like, okay, go make the playoffs. Let's go. Start moving up those standings. We know what the Lakers are capable of doing. Finally, some stuff are going the Lakers' way. But I just watched this road trip that, again, I'm going to go back to this. Saturday night was such a critical game for the Lake Show. Saturday night was a very, very important game for the Lakers. And what I saw on Saturday night, what I listened to on Saturday night, was a team that knew how important the game was, how important it was to go 3-2 and two on this road trip, how important is it to start building momentum, how important it was to... T- to um, make sure a team that's lost 10 games in a row and doesn't have their best player does not have hope in winning that game. That's how Saturday night was supposed to play out. The only reason why we didn't spend time talking about it yesterday and start, spend time talking about today is because of the Kyrie news. Don't playoff teams win Saturday night's game, don't they? Don't playoff teams that have LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Rui Hachimura, Dennis Schroeder, Patrick Beverly. Uh, Lonnie Walker, Thomas Bryant, go down the list of all these contributors that the Lakers have, the role players plus the stars. Don't teams like that beat a team that has lost 10 games in a row and does not have Zion Williamson? Because that's what I thought playoff teams do. They didn't do that, Laker fans. They didn't do that. No, no, no. They gave up 70 points in the second half to the Pelicans. They made no adjustments in the fourth quarter. They gave up 131 points to a team that had lost 10 in a row. This is where the, hey, I think if we're just healthy, I get what Bron's saying. Bron's saying, give us some time, build some chemistry. We know who our starters are. We know who our closers are. I get that that takes a second. But for me, the, the bigger problem that comes with all this is, I don't know if this team is a playoff team as is. I mean, I would have thought at some point since Anthony Davis came back, um, I would have thought they had, hey, you can go four or five wins in a row. I thought they would have moments where you can start building some momentum. I thought you could show some glimpses of, guys, look, I know it's not perfect, but we're starting to get some consistency here. I haven't seen that since he's come back. And I'm not talking about Anthony Davis specifically. I'm talking about the team specifically. So it's one thing to not be able to trade for Kyrie like the Lakers were hoping for. It's one thing that you wanted to improve your roster that way. Now the issue becomes they're four games below 500. They basically own the 12th and the 13th spot in the West. I don't think they've moved any further closer up over the last couple of months. And the clock is just ticking and ticking and ticking. And here we are, um, you know, obviously sitting here with 28 games left and they're still in the 12th and the 13th spot. That's the issue that I have. The problem for me is what was lost over the last 48 hours because the Lakers didn't get Kyrie, because the news on Friday night came out that, hey, they're in the running for Kyrie. That was the conversation on Saturday. And then, bam, Sunday afternoon hit. Kyrie is going to the Dallas Mavericks. This squad is not a guarantee, as is, which is remarkable to to me, with LeBron, with Anthony Davis, and with with some of these other key pieces, Russ, the whole thing. They're not a lock to get in that top 10. They're not. 
Um, and I, if, if that game against the Pelicans is not a perfect example of a squad that you just cannot have that much, you, you can't – I can't sit here and be authentic and tell you that Lakers are going to turn it around. I can't because because they haven't given me any indication to think that. They haven't they haven't sold me and I'm sure they haven't sold Laker fans that hey, you can depend on us. Do, do they grind? They they grind out games. Do they play hard? They play hard. I don't question any of that stuff. But um what what they don't do a good job on is closing out games. Um uh, get in some type of consistency where you feel like, okay, hey, not only do I know the identity of the team, I know the Lakers, when they smell blood, they're going to close out teams. That definitely has not been the case uh, all year long. Okay, um, I got a lot of questions. You know, Yovan Buha, the athletic, does a great job covering the Lakers. I know he had some intel of what the Lakers were supposedly offering or what the Nets were asking for to just even start the conversation, and that was Austin Reeves, Max Christie, unprotected picks, Russell Westbrook, the whole basically half of the roster. Um, I'm curious to get his thoughts on how the last couple days have gone, if he thinks this team is a playoff team as constructed, and uh, what we can expect over the next couple of days. Yovan Buha coming up next. Appreciate you guys uh, tuning in the show. By the way, I'll start taking some co- phone calls around 7.30. So if you want to take, talk Lakers basketball, 877-710-ESPN. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Real quick, what's the easiest choice you can make? Window seat over middle? Beach vacation over camping? What about selling with Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, Lakers Talk is presented by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for uh, location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Um, Jovan Buha does a fantastic job covering the Lakers and the NBA for The Athletic joining us here. Uh, Jovan, thank you for the time, buddy. I know um, it's been probably a crazy couple of days. Um, what, what to you has stood out in this, let's say, last Friday we get the news that Kyrie wants out? Uh, Sunday, it's announced that he's going to the Dallas Mavericks. It's official today. What's kind of stood out to you these last couple of days from a a Laker perspective? Yeah, well, I think, you know, obviously it's it's disappointing from the Laker perspective of having this opportunity uh, kind of, you know, pop up randomly. Uh, As I wrote on Friday, this is the type of opportunity the Lakers have been waiting on and, and part, you know, a big reason why they had been, saving their picks so it was not specifically Kyrie Irving but just the possibility of um you know does a Kyrie Irving does a Bradley Beal does a Zach Levine 
um, you know, does a Damian Lillard, like do, do one of these you know, all-star level guys become available and, you know, now all of a sudden we're armed with a giant expiring contract in Russ, uh, a, a couple of picks and, and maybe some interesting young guys uh, that we could, you know, assemble and, and, and put in a deal for one of these guys to upgrade the roster. Uh, so I think it, it's disappointing from that perspective that they weren't able to ultimately get Kyrie. But I think when you look at, you know, one thing to I, I think that's encouraging for Laker fans is that they did offer both first round picks. And we, we know that they've been very protective of their picks and, um, you know, very diligent and, and just, you know, very uh, careful with, with how they want to use them. And, and Rob Palenka has been adamant a couple of times on the record now of just, you only get one shot at this. We, we want to make sure it's the right trade. So um, I think Kyrie would have been the right trade had that ended up happening. And I think the fact that they offered that and were willing to part with those picks shows that they are interested in improving the roster and making a good deal. I think on the flip side, you know, as I reported last night um, and as well as others, like, you know, a sticking point for them was including Austin Reeves and Max Christie. And they really looked at it like if Kyrie's not going to give us any assurance that he's going to stay here long term and and sign that two year extension, you know, we're not willing to throw the kitchen sink in. We're not going to throw in pick swaps. We're not going to throw in Austin Reeves and Max Christie. And then that to me was, was kind of, um, you know, a nice thing to see just because the, I think the Lakers of the past would have thrown everything and, and just say, hey, we'll figure it out. And if Kyrie leaves, Kyrie leaves. But like, I think that was actually a, a prudent decision uh, of actually kind of weighing the, the cost uh, and the risk there of, of just, you know, if you trade everything you have basically for Kyrie Irving and he ends up walking similar to Dwight Howard a decade ago, who people thought was going to be the Lakers center of the future has the you know down year ends up walking going to Houston in the summer like all of a sudden you don't have Max and Austin you don't have all these picks now at the end of the decade and yeah you have some cap space but if you really look at who's available next summer there aren't many guys that are that interesting or, or really move the needle so I think for the Lakers they, they tried to go as, as you know as all in as they could realistically feel comfortable going all in which was Russ and those two unprotected picks. But beyond that, unless Russ, uh, I mean, unless Kyrie was going to sign that extension, they didn't want to throw more in. So, um, you know, again, I think it, it it's almost kind of reminds me of some of the close losses that they have where we talk about the positives and the loss, but it's still a loss. Mm-hmm. This is still a loss for sure. You know, they didn't get Kyrie Irving. The roster did not improve. But I do think the fact that they were, you know, willing to part with those two picks and the fact that I think ultimately they chose not to overspend to get him when even then they might not have gotten him with some of the reporting that's come out that the Nets weren't interested in trading for him. Like I think overall uh, Laker fans can feel encouraged by the team's actions heading into the deadline. Yovan, it's interesting because, you know, and and like you said, it was reported that it was going to take all that just to be in the conversation. It was going to take reuse Max Christie, everybody else that you said, I don't even feel like that's, that was a guarantee or lock that it would have got done. If that was the case, um, you just mentioned something right there. Thursday's the NBA trade deadline. I think there's a lot of Laker fans disappointed, obviously, that Kyrie's not a Laker. But I think they're also disappointed because this team has not gone on any kind of run. Um, they're two games below 500 when AD's in the lineup. They're two games below 500 when AD's out of the lineup. Uh, I use Saturday's game as a perfect example. Playoff teams win Saturday's game, and the Lakers – whether it's the squeezing by the Pacers by one or the Knicks in overtime when it probably shouldn't have been, it's really they're a really inconsistent team. Um, 
what what do you kind what, what do you not even a prediction or anything like that the, the team clearly needs to be better if they're going to make any noise in the playoffs or if they're just going to get in the playoffs do you expect anything between now and Thursday Yes, I, I do. Um, you know, for, from what I've been told, the Lakers are going to continue to, uh, you know, explore trades big and small, and, and big obviously being Russell Westbrook and a pick or two, and smaller being, you know, a Patrick Beverly and a pick, a Lonnie Walker and a pick, maybe both of those guys and, and a pick, um, or, or, you know, maybe multiple second rounders again, kind of similar to the, the Rui deal. Um, so, you know, the, the two names that I reported last night that, that I've you know, continually been hearing are Toronto and Utah. And those are two teams that, uh, you know, are kind of hanging on there in, in the play and mix, but, uh, you know, are kind of in an interesting position where they can kind of pivot. Uh, and, you know, technically they could add to their roster and be more aggressive, but it, it seems like the more, you know, the, the smarter decision for them is, is really to start to have a, a fire sale, sell off some of their longer term money or impending free agents and, recoup some assets, get some younger guys. So uh, I look at, you know, would Fred Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr. help this Lakers team out? I think they would. Uh, would uh, a package of, you know, Mike Conley and, and Malik Beasley and uh, Kelly Olnick help the Lakers? I, I think that would as well. And, of course, you know, when you're coming off the, the potential of, of Kyrie Irving, it's it, you know, that's a steep drop off and, and it's not as sexy, but um, I do think there still are trades that the Lakers can make. I mean, look, Boyan Bogdanovich is still there. I, I think Lakers offer Patrick Beverly, Lonnie Walker and an unprotected first. I think they could probably get Boyan Bogdanovich. So like there are still moves out there that, um, you know, move the needle enough where I think that the Lakers can upgrade the roster. It's not to the level that Kyrie Irving would have been, you know, I don't think they're going to get a third star, you know, maybe a Zach Levine becomes available right before the deadline. Uh, you know, Bradley Beal is a name that's always been kind of floated out there, but he's got a no trade clause and, and, you know, Washington has really no incentive to trade him unless he demands it. So I think realistically we're looking at a smaller deal, but there are still guys who can be difference makers. Obviously the Lakers need, you know, better shooting. And I think getting either of the Bogdanoviches, you know, Bogdan in, in Atlanta is also a possibility. Uh, but, but, you know, those guys are, are Gary Trent, uh, you know, going back to Indiana about Buddy Heald, maybe not Miles Turner now that he signed that extension, but Buddy Heald's got one more year. Like, you know, I, I think there are smaller moves around the margins that can boost the starting lineup, boost the three-point shooting that the Lakers can make. But to your point, I think if they stand pat as is, like, yes, they've played, you know, basically 500 basketball since that 2-10 and 10 start. Uh, but again, we, we've seen no semblance of consistency from this team. And like, they'll play a good game. And then, you know, have a dud or, or they'll, you know, play good for three quarters and then completely collapse in the fourth. And like, I think they need to change the makeup of this team and address some of the weaknesses if they really want to be a serious threat come April. And if they stand pat and don't make a move, um, you know, they're definitely in threat of, of not making the play in tournament. But even if they do make the play in tournament, uh, you know, I don't know what we've seen from them that we can trust that they would even make the playoffs. So uh, I think, the Lakers have to do something. I think they are going to do something, but it just might not be at the level that fans were, I think, hoping for as recently as like three days ago. Jovan, uh, I really appreciate your time. I know it's a crazy time right now. I will see you tomorrow, Lakers and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, thanks for uh, doing this, and I appreciate your insight. Yes, sir. I'll see you tomorrow. All right, that's uh, Jovan Buha of The Athletic. Look, that, that to me is what sticks out most is what he said at the end. 
if you don't do anything, do you still get in the playoffs? If listen, and by the by the way, this is not. I know sometimes we look at front office and we look at GM and we say, "Oh, he's got to do something." Well, sometimes not doing anything is um, sometimes you don't have a choice. Other teams could be trying to fleece you, or other teams could be trying to lowball you, or whatever the case is. Right? Palenka's job is to do what's in the best interest of the franchise, short-term and long-term. But I'm going to throw this question out to Laker fans because we have seen there's 28 games left on the season. So we have seen 50-plus games so far from the Lakers. If a deal is not done, do you think the Lakers get into the postseason? Do you think they they still have a chance, not even just a chance, do you think they get in the playoffs and, and what kind of noise can they make? Because I'm starting to lean the other way where I thought it was just a foregone conclusion that they're, of course, of course they're going to be in the playing tournament, of course. Yeah, yeah, but can they get into that top six? They made the trade for Rui. Anthony Davis came back. Um, I definitely don't think that's a foregone conclusion anymore. So we'll do that coming up next, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-ESPN. This is Lakers Talk on ESPN LA. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine. Especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups and sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up and power your buys and tries the right way or de-stress with some cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, uh, thank you to um, Jovan Buha, the athletic, joining the show. Um, yeah, it's interesting what he said there, kind of towards the end, that expects Lakers to do something. And for me, it's not it's not about – it's less to do – I always like using the words, the, it's something's a necessity or it's a luxury. And it's not like the Lakers are in a position where I was kind of hoping – that when Anthony Davis came back, I was a fr- or I was a fan of the Rui trade. Part of me was thinking to myself, all right, you know, now they can see if you can get a little greedy. Go find that shooter. It didn't have to be a blockbuster to me. I mean, if you could get Kyrie, great, but obviously they weren't able to. Um, I wonder how much pressure now is on that front office to do something. Because at least from a fan base perspective, you found yourself in a position where you thought something was going to go down for Kyrie. You thought you were potentially going to get another superstar. And the fact that it didn't happen and he went to a Western Conference team, that's all one factor in itself. The other side of it is there's still four games below 500. So it's not, it's no longer a luxury. It's a necessity that I think they do something. This roster is not getting it done. It's just not getting it done. And if that's a combination of the roster and coaching decisions and player personnel and injuries, that's fine. You could put them all together, but the rest of the teams don't care what your situation is. 
The rest of the NBA doesn't care what your situation is. And you go look at the NBA standings and the Lakers now sitting four games below 500. There's actually a cushion now in the Western Conference between the Lakers and all these other teams. Nobody's got to, everybody has at least a two game cushion in the loss column between the Lakers and where everybody else is. It's interesting, some of the other names that he was throwing out there, hey, maybe something happens with the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors are looking to rebuild. There's certain names they won't get rid of. I don't think they're getting rid of a young Scotty Barnes. But the Fred Van Vliet, they probably don't want to pay. I want to say, I think Gary Trent Jr. is about to be a free agent. So there might be guys that are like, nah, we're good. We'll take an expiring contract. We'll take your draft picks. That might be more suitable for a team like the Toronto Raptors. Can't always look at it from a Laker perspective. The Brooklyn Nets is a perfect example. If you look at it just from the Lakers' perspective, well, the Nets are like, yeah, what you have literally does nothing for us in the in the uh, short term to try to accommodate KD, and that's just not of interest, which is why they went out there and made the Dallas move, but maybe a move like the Toronto Raptors. That that one makes more sense for the Raptors. And, I, I again, we only have until Thursday to figure this out, Maybe it won't be a blockbuster. Maybe they have to address the shooting. But I feel like if they did nothing, if the Lakers did nothing, if Thursday at noon comes, Travis and I will be doing our show, if it's Thursday and noon hits and the Lakers did not make another deal, uh, they are absolutely, absolutely not a lock to even be a part of the top 10 in the Western Conference. And that's, I'm talking about with Braun, I'm talking about with Anthony Davis healthy, and I'm talking about the rest of the lineup. Uh, no question about it that they would not be, um, you know, a lock to be a part of that top 10, which is so hard to, it's kind of so hard to comprehend, to be honest with you. And maybe I've kind of, I've sold myself on thinking this team is better than it is, but um, the the Utah Jazz in front of them, the Lakers got the Thunder tomorrow. Can you think about the Oklahoma City Thunder for a second? They got Shea Gilgis, who's, of course, an amazing player. Um, but they also have 50 picks. I'm not kidding here. I think they have 36 picks coming up. And I am not. I think it's 18 first-rounders and 18 second-rounders. Or it might even be 38, something like that, 19 and 19, something like that, in the you know X amount of years ahead. They're, they didn't even – Chet Holmgren, their, uh, their future star player, whatever you want to call him – their number one draft pick, even play this year. So even teams like that are in front of the Lakers. That's that's difficult for me to comprehend. Um, okay, a couple things uh, I, I want to point out here. Let's actually take a quick phone call here, and then and then I want to play some sound here from the Braun uh, and the Wilbon interview, plus some stuff that uh, uh, that Brian Windhorst said in, in a in a separate interview. Let's go to Mario in Montebello. What's going on, Mario? Lee, big fan of yours and and your journey in this business. Hey, I want to talk uh, Darvin Ham. Look, I'm a big fan of his. I thought when he was hired, I was happy because he didn't hire a retread and, and they gave him a chance. But these past couple weeks, his coaching decisions, this is uh, last game when he put Pat uh, Bev. Dude, we traded for a Ryu and he sits the whole fourth quarter? That's extremely frustrating to see as a fan. And, you know, Darvin Ham, I don't know if it's, you know, we're putting it on him or the assistant coaches. I mean, that's almost a crime that you have a big guy there, a wing player who's athletic, right, can play two ways, and you don't give him a chance. That's just, 
that's right there is I, mean, I, I can't I can't give him a break for that. Well, Mario, it's it's funny you say that, and I appreciate you calling in because I I think you and I have very we have something similar when it comes to Darvin Ham. I'm a fan of his too. I was excited when he got hired. Um, I, I like his relationship with players. I think he gets the most out of players because of his relationship and his trust in a lot of these guys. Uh, I've definitely questioned uh, late game situations from Darvin Ham. I'll go back to the Pelicans game. Ingram was cooking the Lakers, 35, 37 points, whatever he had. And you're right. Why did we trade for Rui if he's going to sit on the bench a six-foot-eight wing? Isn't that why you brought him here is to go up against guys like Tatum and Jalen Brown? I'm just naming Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, trying to think of wing players off the top of my head. Um, I I personally, personally think that uh, those are the situations for him. And if it's not that, I don't really have, you know, I don't know where else to use Rui. And hopefully that changes as the season progresses. That that Pelicans game bothered me more than any other game this year because it was such a critical game. You had a chance to also move up in front of the Pelicans. And the Lakers just kind of continue the, we are consistently inconsistent. Let's go to Marcus in Cerritos. What's going on, Marcus? Yeah, I was saying that if they don't make a move, like now that like Russ knows that they would trade him right now, if they don't make a move, he's going to be even worse. Like, I, I don't know about you, but I watched the game in the fourth quarter. I don't even see Russ on the bench or standing up clapping hands. I don't. I, they don't pan over there, so I just think it's going to be toxic. And 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 at this point, like, what are we doing? Are we going to continue to cheer and just keep watching these games where they lose in the fourth quarter? And we're like right there to get back in the hunt, and then we lose the game. Like we need some consistency just to get in the playoffs. But everybody feels the same way. If we get to the playoffs, we have a chance. It's just a matter of getting some consistency. Get Fred VanVleet, get uh, Trent Jr., and put them together with this team to get some well, three well, points. Marcus, some extra uh, Marcus, I'm, I'll jump in. I'll tell you this. I feel like they got to do something. This, you know, this isn't it. The squad that they have right now, this isn't it. Um, and they've they've shown us at least enough so far this year to – my confidence level in this team as is of making the playoffs – I mentioned this before, before I took these last couple of calls. My confidence level is just kind of depleting here. I played Braun a little bit earlier, was on with Michael Wilbon – that he thinks, hey, if we're healthy and there's chemistry in this, we go make a run, as is, team as is. I'm not sold on that. I've watched enough Lakers basketball this year. Why would I be sold on that? I think that's an interesting point Marcus was making, too, about is Russ, Russ able, if he's still here by the time Thursday rolls around, and we're hearing Russ's name. I know it's not the first time Russ has been in trade rumors since he's been a Los Angeles Laker. It's really actually been going on for a year now. But is Russ able to just kind of turn the page and, and move on? Like, okay, cool, it's Thursday, 12-01, I'm still a Los Angeles Laker. Let's go out and play the Bucks tonight. And every single media member that you could think of is here right now in L.A. until Braun breaks that record. So whether that's happening against the Oklahoma City Thunder tomorrow and he drops 36 and nobody comes to the game on Thursday or everybody sticks around because Braun had 25 tomorrow and he puts up 11 in, in the second quarter and he breaks it against the Bucks. But all these questions are going to be asked to Russ, right? What do you think situation? I mean, I give Russ a lot of credit. He 
He talks about how, look, ultimately this is a business, and he's kind of done his thing where I'll tell you what I think about. I'm going to go spend some time with my family. I know he was doing this after the Pelicans game um, when the, the road trip ended that he decided to come all the But you could say certain stuff, but, damn, I'm sure you feel a certain way. Um, they're already using him so selectively in the fourth quarter anyways, right? It's not like you see Russ in there. It's not like he's having a huge impact in these games. No, there's a lot of games Russ is sitting the pine in the fourth quarter or he's sitting most of the fourth quarter. All right, let me squeeze in one more quick call here. David in Menifee. What's going on, David? Hey there. Thanks for taking my call. Got it. Uh, I just think that it's it's probably time that we start considering trading AD. I mean, every, all the talk is about Westbrook, but AD has proven to be unreliable. And now that he's healthy, I'm sure a team out there would be open to it. Uh, like to hear what you think. Appreciate you calling in, David. So uh, I'll tell you this: I don't know what the Lakers game. If hypothetically, if they don't make the playoffs, let's say AD played the rest of the season this year, and they didn't make the playoffs, so now you had Braun, you had Russ, and you had Anthony Davis. I know Russ is obviously nobody expects him to come back in the off season. Um, if you did not make the playoffs two years in a row. And then you also had you had a stretch where all you had to do is just make the top 10 and Anthony Davis was there for the final 35, 33 games, whatever it is, and you couldn't get in. This isn't specific to Anthony Davis, but I think you start thinking of, okay, what is the game plan moving forward? Is this chapter done? Is it over? Did you Do you appreciate that you were able to cash one in two and a half years ago? I think a lot of those answers are going to be – those questions are going to come up predicated on what happens the remainder of this year. So we'll have to kind of sit back and wait and see. Okay, um, Braun is getting closer. Um, he could It could happen tomorrow. It could happen on Thursday. I want to talk a little bit about that. And plus, I want to play some sound from Brian Windhorst I thought was interesting on NBA Today. He talked about how LeBron is cutting the Lakers slack about Kyrie. I don't know if I agree with this one. We'll do all that uh, coming up next. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. All right, uh, thank you to Hogue, um, great partner of ours here at 710 ESPN and of Lakers Talk. So you heard that open there from Mario. It's it's about to happen. Uh, by the time I do my show next week for Lakers Talk, uh, Braun will have passed Kareem, and whatever is planned at crypto will have happened as well. And all the media from across the country, really, I'm sure media across the world, are going to be at crypto, and I'm sure Kareem will be there, and uh, it'll be a special moment. Go look at some of those ticket prices uh, for the game tomorrow and the game against the Milwaukee Bucks. You can only imagine how much more expensive that they are. People really want to see what is truly, truly one of the most amazing feats in all of sports, individual feats in all sports. What's crazy is all the attention around the Lakers right now and the NBA trade deadlines on Thursday. The fact that this is all happening in the same week, kind of insane. You know, it, it really is. It's, it's kind of crazy to think about it. Um, it could happen tomorrow. Uh, it could happen on Thursday. And what the Lakers roster could look different. It could be the exact same. All the questions are going to be asked to the players and the head coach. That is not just revolved around LeBron. LeBron is just a piece of the next week. You know, as as special as it is what Braun's doing individually, and this is his 20th season in the NBA, and these accomplishments of breaking the all-time record, 
um, it, it, it has a piece of the Cleveland Cavaliers and a piece of the Miami Heat and, of course, the Los Angeles Lakers. But the Lakers are four games below 500. They are still trying to make the playoffs that playing tournament. They are sitting in 13th place in the Western Conference. They do have players that you're not sure are going to be on the roster or they're not. They did just spend the last 48, 72 hours with all this chatter about what's going to happen with Kyrie, and then he ended up with a different Western Conference team. It's it's going to be a very interesting week. Let's put it that way. I I, uh, I don't question that part. I know the Lakers are always a topic. I know they're always a story. Um, and, and that's part of the reason why you t- love, at least for me, how much I love talking Lakers basketball. There's never a dull moment. I just wish the team was better. I just wish the team was in a better position to be competing on a night-in, night-out basis, uh, but that has not been the case. I want to play a, a quick piece of sound here. I think, I think this is a, a, an interesting piece here. Brian Windhorse was on NBA Today, and he was talking about how LeBron is cutting um, the Lakers some slack about Kyrie. T- take a listen to this. He absolutely just keeps giving the Lakers more and more respect, more and more slack. He signs the contract extension before this year to remove all pressure. Even last year, after they didn't do anything at the trade deadline and upset him, he still signed that contract extension. And here we are, whatever that tweet meant yesterday, and he tried to explain it to Michael, and I didn't, I didn't quite understand the explanation. We'll see that later. But he just likes being here in L.A., and he keeps giving the Lakers trust. And I will say this, there are four days left. It's four days between now and Thursday, and the Lakers didn't get this deal done. They should really try to get something done because at some point, I got to believe that patience is going to end. But he has never given this kind of slack to Miami. He's never given this kind of slack to Cleveland either time. But the Lakers, they get the slack. So that's Brian Windhorse. And I, listen, I'm a big Windhorse fan. I've had him on Lakers Talk for years. Hopefully, I have him on here uh, again soon. I, I disagree with that. I really, really disagree with that. The LeBron giving the Lakers slack. Um, I'm pretty sure the Los Angeles Lakers organization and the Bus family, with or without LeBron James, want to win. I'm pretty sure that they wanted to make a deal for Kyrie Irving, and there's only so much Rob Palenka was able to do. I'm sure that at one moment, there's going to come a time where LeBron James is no longer a Los Angeles Laker, and the Lakers front office and ownership their number one goal will always be how do we stack another championship on top of number 17. Before LeBron was here, that's how the Lakers done business, at least under the Bus family. And after LeBron leaves, that's how the Lakers will do business under the Bus family. That's the 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 Lakers, and I, I think this is a lot to do also with the fan base, they've created an expectation every single year we make it sound like the last championship that the Lakers won, which, by the way, was two and a half years ago. We make it sound like it was 22 years ago. It was 20. It was two and a half years ago. So I, I, I don't really buy into that. I don't really buy into the Braun is giving them slack. I think Braun wants to be in L.A. I think his family's in L.A. And um, I think for the Lakers, they were looking for the right move. Uh, Palenka tried making it happen. There's nothing you could do. What can Rob do before Thursday? I'm not 100% sure, but I'll tell you what. Here are the games you got coming up before uh, before the break. You got the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Milwaukee Bucks at home. You got road games against the Warriors and the Blazers. You got a home game against the Pelicans. Can we just start winning some games either way? Can this Lakers team, who I think has the talent to win games on a consistent basis, can they please start winning on a consistent basis? Okay, Laker fans, I really appreciate you guys being a part of the show. 
Thank you to Michael Funches. Uh, thank you to Laura Romo. Thank you to Mario Ruiz. I'm back on tomorrow morning. We'll have pregame show for Lakers and everything else tomorrow as well. Uh, LA, hope you guys uh, have a great rest of your night.